on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. And welcome to Healing the Whole Person. I'm Father Michael Sparrow, your host. I'm at the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House in Barrington, and I'm delighted to have you listening today on this program where we talk about various aspects of healing, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. The format of our program for any new listeners is in the first half of the program, I'll offer a teaching, and then we'll take a short break and we'll come back and for those who have called in or written in with prayer requests, we'll offer a healing prayer for those uh, requests and then uh, offer a second teaching in the conclusion of the program and wrap it up with a final blessing. Today's program, we're going to talk about the healing power of story. But before I get into that, I want to encourage you to continue to email us at prayers at wsfiinfo.org. Any prayers that you have for healing for yourself or your loved ones or those who have recently gone home to God, we'd like to hear from you. Contact us at prayers at wsfiinfo.org. Here we are on 88.5 FM radio. We're also available on podcast. If you miss the live recording, you can tune in at any time if you download our podcast app. The healing power of stories. I like to remember that Jesus was perhaps the greatest storyteller that ever lived. 2,000 years after his death, we still read, reflect, and are nourished by the stories that he told. In contrast to St. Paul, who was a great preacher, poet, theologian, and that was the modality that he used for teaching, when Jesus wanted to touch the hearts of his people, he used stories. That's the primary modality that he used. The power of a really good story is, I like to use this analogy, it's like looking out a window. And you look out that window and you say, Oh, there's some scene and you can relax and put down your guard because you know they're not talking about you. You don't have to worry about being judged. You're looking at someone else's story. But then the story switches and the window becomes a mirror and we see our lives reflected back upon us and we become our own judge. So in the story of the prodigal, for example, we see ourselves reflected back as that younger son. Or we see ourselves reflected back as a resentful elder son. Or, hopefully we'll grow into seeing ourselves as the compassionate father who's able to forgive those who injure and hurt us. Or we see ourselves as one of those wandering lost sheep. Or we see ourselves as the eager first son who says, I'll do it, but never does it. Or the son who says, I won't do it, but then comes around to his senses and does it. We see our own search for that pearl of great price. We see ourselves in the tiny seed of faith that has been planted within us, as tiny as a mustard seed. 
these images, these stories that Jesus used capture our imagination. There are two stories I want to offer for you today in this season of Christmas, with Christmas right around the door. Uh, the first one is an American folk fable. It's been told and retold in many different forms, but this particular version is by Angela Elwell Hunt. The Parable of the Three Trees. Once upon a mountaintop there lived three little trees who dreamed of what they would become when they grew up. The first little tree looked up and saw the stars of the sky shining like diamonds. And he thought to himself, when I grow up, I want to be fashioned into a magnificent treasure chest. I will be covered with gold and sapphires and rubies. I will be the most beautiful tree in the world. The second little tree looked down and saw a little river winding by, making its way into the great waters of the ocean. And the second little tree thought, when I grow up, I want to be fashioned into a magnificent sailing vessel. I will carry kings and princes across the great waters. I will be the strongest tree in the world. The third little tree looked out into the city and saw all the people scurrying about, some of them being kind to each other and others being rude and selfish. The third little tree thought to herself, When I grow up, I want to stand right here on the mountain and point toward heaven. So whenever people look at me, they'll think of God. I will be the tallest tree in the world. Well, the sun shone and the rain fell and the three little trees grew tall taller, full size. Then one day, three woodcutters approached the mountain on which the three little trees were growing. The first woodcutter looked at the first tree and said, This tree is beautiful. It's perfect for me. And with one swoop of his mighty axe, the first little tree fell to the ground. Timber! Now I will be fashioned into a magnificent treasure chest and covered with gold and sapphires and rubies. When the second woodcutter saw the second tree, he said to himself, Oh, this tree is strong. It's perfect for me. And with one swoop of his mighty axe, the second little tree fell to the ground. Timber! Now I will be fashioned into a magnificent sailing vessel and carry kings and princes across the great waters. When the third little tree saw the third woodcutter approach, she straightened up very tall and pointed right toward heaven. But the third woodcutter didn't even notice. Uh, any, old, <laughs> any old tree will do for me. And with one swoop of his rusty blade, hey, stop moving, would you? Stand still. With one swoop of his 
He hacked the tree down. Timber! All I wanted to do was to grow tall and point toward God. Now the first little tree was excited when he was taken to a carpenter shop. But no beautiful treasure chests were being fashioned that day. Instead, his once beautiful timbers were cut and sawed and glued and hammered, and he was shaped into a small feed box for animals. He wasn't lined with sapphires and covered with jewels. He was stuffed with hay for hungry farm animals. Eehaw! The second little tree was excited when he was taken to a shipyard, but no mighty sailing vessels were being made that day. Instead, his once strong timbers were cut and sawed and glued and hammered, and he was shaped into a small fishing vessel. Far too fragile to navigate the great waters of the ocean, he was taken inland and every day covered with dead, smelly fish. <sighs> the third little tree was taken to a lumber yard where her once tall timbers were cut into broad planks and thrown into a woodpile and left to rot. Years passed, and the three little trees nearly forgot their dreams. But one starlit night, a young couple and their newborn babe approached the cave in which the first little tree was residing. The father said, I wish I had some tools to fashion a proper cradle for our son. But the mother said, No, this manger is perfect for our son. And at that moment, the first little tree knew he was carrying the greatest treasure the earth has ever known. Many years later, a weary traveler and his twelve companions got into the boat fashioned from the second little tree when a violent storm erupted. The second little tree knew he was not strong enough to carry so many travelers to safety. But when the stranger stood and raised his arms and spoke the word peace, the waves dropped and the wind was calm. And at that moment, the second little tree knew he was carrying the greatest king the earth has ever known. Not long after that, the wooden beams fashioned from the third little tree were yanked from the lumber yard and placed on the back of a condemned man. The third little tree felt sorry for the man as he was as he carried her beams through the city streets, all the people laughed and spat at him. She felt ashamed and dirty when his hands and feet were nailed to her broad beams. But on Sunday morning, 
when she felt the earth tremble beneath her feet. She knew that God's love had changed everything. Why, it had made the first tree beautiful. It had made the second tree strong. And whenever people thought of the third tree, they would think of God. That was better than being the tallest tree in the world. I've been telling that story for many years. And I invite you to see yourself in that story with your desire for healing for yourself and your loved ones, to bring your own brokenness to Jesus, to hold on to the hope so that we do not give way to despair. God can draw straight with crooked lines. God's delays are not God's denials. Trust in the power of his love and continue to ask for his strength. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with the second half of the program. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, wishing all of you a very blessed Advent season. Holy Family has a great selection of Advent wreaths, calendars, and devotionals to help you prepare for the coming of the Lord. And this Christmas, why not consider a gift of faith for your friends and loved ones? Whether you are shopping for a child or adult, Holy Family has the perfect gift. From cradle medals to clinging crosses, baby Bibles to study Bibles, sacred jewelry to sacred art, Holy Family has it all. For 22 years, the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore has served as a resource for the faithful in Northeast Illinois and Southeast Wisconsin. Let us help you give the gift of faith. Our historic 164-year-old building is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, just two miles north of the state line. More information is available on Facebook. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MAT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Hi, I'm Father Nathan Caswell. I'm a member of the Canons Regular of St. John Cantius. Catholic Radio is important because it reaches so many people who otherwise would not be exposed to the Gospel. I love whenever I am driving and I get into the reach of WSFI. Every time I'm edified, I'm built up, there's something that happens and between the words that are said on the radio, 
and the Holy Spirit working within me, there's this connection made and I'm always brought closer to God. It's so valuable. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. I'm your host, Father Michael Sparrow from the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House in Barrington. I'd invite you to come visit us at the Retreat House and take a day of prayer, a day of reflection, or a weekend with God. We've been talking about the healing power of stories, but in the second half of our program, we answer some of your prayer requests. And there are eight people who have contacted us today to ask for healing, and there are several loved ones who have died, and so we're going to take a moment now to offer some healing prayer for them. First, we're going to pray for Joyce, who is, go- who is recovering from her hernia surgery. We're going to pray for Marlene, and the doctor has been treating her for her hip issue, and she recently found out that that hip issue was cancerous. She's been in the hospital now for four months and is just coming home for the holidays. We're going to pray for a young woman who is involved in some serious marital issues, and uh, sadly her husband just left her recently, and she's asked us to lift her up in prayer. We're going to pray for a young woman who, again, sadly was the victim of sexual abuse. She's now bedridden and suffering from terrible depression. We're going to pray for our co-host on the program, Joan McHugh, who has recently been diagnosed with arthritis, especially in her neck and in her spine. Uh, And that arthritis is so severe that it is going to require an operation. We pray for another person who wishes to remain anonymous, who has severe problems with their teeth and their gums due to a car accident that's going to require a year of treatment and considerable expense. And finally, our last two prayer requests today, we're going to pray for a young couple, Marilyn and Christopher, who are reuniting. And we're going to pray for a young man who is struggling with alcohol addiction. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, however you're listening to this broadcast, I ask that you would join me now in a prayer for these people who have reached out in faith and asked us to pray for them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Gracious and loving God, you have said, knock, seek, search, and it would be granted to us. We take you at your word, Lord. We bring you Joyce. We bring you Marlene. We bring you this young woman who is suffering in marital with her uh, estrangement from her husband. We pray for another young woman who is the victim of sexual abuse. We pray for our dear friend Joan, who's suffering from arthritis. We pray for the person who is suffering with 
tooth and gum issues and worried about their finances. We pray for Marilyn and Christopher to be reunited, and we pray for the young man who is suffering from alcohol addiction. Jesus, we ask that you would bring these dear ones more closely to yourself. Unite them with your sacred heart, for it is in your heart that all healing resides. Lay your hand gently upon them, Jesus. May they feel your love touching their bodies, their minds, their hearts, and their soul. You said perfect love casts out all fear. We pray that you would perfect them in love, that you would strengthen them to pick up their cross and to follow you, and that you would grant them the healing that you want them to have in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for the peaceful repose of the soul of Glenn Zara, for Lucy Kempa, for Jim McBrien, for Maria Salvi, and for Tim Barker, who will this day be buried. Lord, we lift up these loved ones who have gone home to you. We pray that their sins would be forgiven and that they would receive the ultimate healing, that they would be taken into the heart of heaven, that perfect, that they would be perfected in faith, and that that faith would carry them into your arms. Lord, forgive them their sins and open them to the ocean of mercy that is your love. Comfort their loved ones in this hour of loss. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have one more story that I'd like to share with you, a story that's particular to this season. A Cup of Christmas Tea by Tom Hegg. The log was in the fireplace, all spiced and set to burn. At last the yearly Christmas race was in the clubhouse turn. The cards were in the mail, all the gifts beneath the tree, and thirty days reprieve till Visa could catch up with me. Though smug satisfaction seemed the order of the day, Still something was nagging me and would not go away. A week before, I got a letter from my old great-aunt. It read, of course, I'll understand completely if you can't. But if you find you have some time, how wonderful if we could have a little chat and share a cup of Christmas tea. She'd had a mild stroke that year which crippled her left side. Though housebound now, my folks had said it hadn't hurt her pride. They said she'd love to see you, and what a nice thing it would be for you to go and maybe have a cup of Christmas tea. But boy, I didn't want to go, and what a bitter pill to see an old relation and how far she'd gone downhill. I remembered her as vigorous, as funny, and as bright. I remembered Christmas Eve's when she regaled us half the night. I didn't want to risk all that. I didn't want the pain. I didn't want to be depressed. I didn't need the strain. And what about my brother? Why not him? She's his aunt, too. I thought I had it justified, but then before I knew the reasons not to go I so painstakingly had built were cracking wide and crumbling in an acid rain of guilt. 
Hmm. I had that disembodied feeling as the car pulled up and stopped beside the wooden house that held the Christmas cup. How I got up to her door, I really couldn't tell. I watched my hand rise up and press the button on the bell. I waited, aided by my nervous rocking to and fro, and just as I was thinking I should turn around and go, I heard the rattle of the china in the hutch against the wall, and the triple beat of two feet and a crutch came down the hall. The clicking of the door latch and the sliding of the bolt and a little swollen struggle popped it open with a jolt. She stood there, pale and tiny, looking fragile as an egg. I forced myself from staring at the brace that held her leg, and though her thick bifocals seemed to crack and magnify her eyes, their milky and refracted depths lit up, lit up with young surprise. Come in, come in, she laughed the words and took me by the hand. And all at once my fears dissolved, as if by her command. We went inside, and there before I knew how to react, before my eyes and ears and nose, was Christmas past, alive, intact. Oh, the scent of candied oranges, of cinnamon and pine, the antique wooden soldiers in their military line, the porcelain nativity I'd always loved so much, the Dresden and the crystal I'd been told I mustn't touch. My spirit fairly bolted like a child let out of class and danced among the ornaments of calico and glass. Like magic, I was six again, deep in a Christmas spell, steeped in a million memories the boy inside me knew so well. We talked about the limitations that she had had to face. She spoke with utter candor, with humor and good grace. Then defying the reality of crutch and wounded knee, on wings of hospitality, she flew to brew the tea. I sat alone with feelings I hadn't felt in years. I looked around at Christmas through a thick, hot blur of tears. The candles and the holly she'd arranged on every shelf and the impossibly good cookies she still, still somehow baked herself. But these rich and tactile memories became quite thin and pale and thin when measured by the Christmas my great-aunt kept deep within. Her body halved and nearly spent, but my great-aunt was whole, I witnessed a Christmas miracle, the triumph of a soul. The triple beat of two feet and a crutch came down the hall. The rattle of the china in a hutch against the wall. She poured two cups, then smiled and handed one to me. 
And then we settled back and enjoyed a cup of Christmas tea. I pray that this Christmas season may be blessed for you and your loved ones as you hear the greatest of all stories told and retold of the birth of our Savior. May his healing love come into your body, your mind, your heart, and your soul. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.